0: Today we're going to take a look at some mock trades for Dylan Cease, Jordan Hicks, David Bednar, Josh Hader, and more mock trades that I got from you on Twitter. We'll discuss all that on today's episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you check out my written work over at bravestoday.com, where I wrote a trade speculation article on Monday, and we'll have a lot more of those throughout the month of July. Make sure if you're new to the podcast that you subscribe on YouTube. We're up over 6,200 subscribers there now, and you're doing a great job on the videos. We're approaching... Five thousand views on the last two videos and over a hundred comments. So thank you so much for your support there. If you're watching the video on YouTube, you want to continue to grow it, grow that comment section, hit a like, uh, hit the like button on that video. It does help support the show and and, and give it to a, a larger audience out there. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter at lockedon_braves. underscore Braves. You can follow me at Shortstop Ball. And if you are an everydayer, let me know down in the comments section below on YouTube or hit me up on Twitter to let me know. Thanks so much to Glenn Dice and Dale Howell, who let me know they are everydayers on the last YouTube video. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, it's going to be a very fun episode. Once again, just like our mailbag podcast, you are driving this episode of a locked on Braves because I asked you to, to submit your mock trades out there and you overwhelm me with a bunch of them. We're going to go through a lot of them today. Some of them I probably won't get to. Some of them honestly just weren't. Worth talking about, no offense, but may do this some more throughout the month of July as we are in trade season, and these are fun to go through. Look at some of these mock trades, and one thing to keep in mind when you're thinking about a trade, a trade that might work, we don't know what the other teams want. We don't know what the other teams value, and that makes it difficult sometimes to put together some of these mock trades. And look, the Braves Farm system is not great. They could very easily be outbid for a lot of these top players. But I do think it's at least fun to go through some of these mock trades, look at some players the Braves could be interested, and talk about what perhaps the price could be, what the Braves would be willing to give up, what it might take to get some of these players. So keep all in that in mind as we go through some of these mock trades. First one comes from Jake mc 23 who says, Braves get Josh Hader, Padres get Dylan Dodd, and Vaughn Grissom. Just quickly on Hater, he's in the last year of arbitration, making around $14.1 million, so Braves would probably have to pay around 6 seven million of that. Would be the best reliever available on the market, if he is available. I'm still not sure that the Padres are going to be sellers at the deadline. We'll have to see how that shakes out. It may be one where you know, it goes down to the deadline for the Padres decide what they're going to do. Price will likely be much higher than Dylan Dodd and Bond Grissom. I don't see the Padres trading Josh Hader, even though he is a rental without getting back at least one significant, you know, top 100 or borderline top 100 prospect and Dodd and Grissom are neither of those. I think it probably would take one of the Braves top pitching prospects. I don't know that it would quite take an AJ Smith-Shauver, which would be the only top 100 prospect the Braves have, but maybe an Owen Murphy, J.R. Ritchie, or Spencer Schwellenbach, and then maybe a B-level prospect as well. I think it probably would take a combination of both of those, one of the Braves' top pitching prospects, and then another B-level prospect in order to get Josh Hader. So I think the price is probably going to be a little bit more than Dylan Dodd and Von Grissom. I got to imagine... Dylan's Dodd stock probably wasn't great outside of Braves country coming into this year. I know he got a lot of helium coming into the year after what he did last season and then the spring training he had, but with what he's done at the big league level and then combine that with what he's done at the minor league level this year, I got to think Dylan Dodd has lost a lot of his value. I think Von Grissom still has – a lot of value, but I think other teams are going to have the same question as the Braves is where do you play him? So I do think Von Grissom is a great trade chip and maybe he gets it done. You give Von Grissom and then, you know, maybe another kind of mid back the rotation type of starter, maybe a Vines, you know, maybe a a Jared Schuster. Again, this all goes into what the other team values and how they value that talent. But I think it would probably take a little bit more than that because if Hayter is available There's going to be a lot of teams going after him because he's going to be the best reliever on the market that will be available. Big Dog Fan 73. Dylan Dodd. Everybody trying to get rid of Dylan Dodd right now. Dylan Dodd and Nacho Alvarez. You want to trade my guy Nacho Alvarez to Pittsburgh for David Bednar. A lot of you sent in some mock trades for David Bednar Um, Big Dog Fan says, Dodd seems like the odd man out and also has enough upside and is close to the majors for a team like Pittsburgh, and Bednar has three more years of control. Alvarez is also a player that has upside to sweeten the pot. Um, Bednar does have three years of control, and he's one of the best relievers on the market. Like I said, if Josh Hader's not available, then it's probably David Bednar who would be the best reliever if he is available, and I question whether or not David Bednar is available because you got to think the Pirates are getting – Close to at least trying to compete, and they have a you know controllable, affordable, great closer, great reliever in Bednar. I don't know that they want to give that up, and if they do, I think it's going to come at an extremely high price for a guy who has three years of control. You're talking about somebody who has a K rate over 30% and a walk rate of 4.8%. Like I said, when we did this a couple weeks ago, when I talked about Stats I'm looking for with relievers. I want a K rate over 30. I want a walk rate under eight. He's got both of that. He has a 2.13 X ERA. This is not going to come cheap. And, and Dodd, and as much as I love Nacho Alvarez, that's not going to be enough. I, I think maybe some combination of A.J. smith Shawver, Owen Murphy, J.R. Richie, and Nacho Alvarez might be enough. You probably still have to throw in another B-level prospect. But I think if you throw in one of the top pitching prospects along with one of the top hitting prospects in Alvarez, and then maybe another throw-in, maybe a Geraldo Quintero is kind of a lottery ticket type of, of player. Maybe that's enough to get it done. I still question if that's going to be enough. I mean, Vednar has just been amazing and, again, would be one of the better relievers on the market. He's been one of the best relievers in baseball, and he has three years of control. That Those years of control and cost-affordable control, those cost – a lot. You just don't get those players. Teams just don't give those up. Although the Pirates have made some questionable trades in the past, but typically teams aren't just going to give that up unless they're getting something significant in return. I mentioned a lot of trade suggestions for Bednar. Some said Grissom and Schuster for Bednar. That's not enough. Schuster and Dodd for Bednar. That's not enough. Grissom, Vines and Dodd for Bednar. I still don't think that's enough. And then Dodd and Franklin for Bednar. Again, in my opinion, you're not getting Bednar unless you're giving up one of the top pitching prospects, unless you're giving up A.J. smith Shaver, Owen Murphy, J.R. Ritchie. I, I just don't think you're getting Bednar unless you give up one of those guys. I just I can't see the Pirates doing that. Again, they've made some questionable trades in the past, but it's just hard for me. If I was a Pirates fan, I would be underwhelmed by all of those trade suggestions right there. I would love the idea of getting Nacho Alvarez because I do – I love him, and I think he's going to be a really good player at the major league level. Really good hitter, but I got to get a better pitching prospect than that. I got to get something better than Schuster or Dodd or Vines. I got to get a better pitching prospect than that from the Braves. Our theme to life says Braves get Dylan Cease, Braves trade Jared Schuster, Von Grissom, Dylan Dodd, everybody trying to ship off Schuster and Dodd. Uh, With some of the injuries and uncertainties that they have plagued the starting rotation this year, I feel the Braves need to trade for a viable piece to fortify the rotation going into October. I don't necessarily disagree there. I still think if the Braves have Max Fried and Spencer Strider healthy, that that's enough to win a World Series, especially if Morton keeps pitching the way he does. Then I think the rotation is fine, but you're right. The, the starting rotation has been eaten up by injuries this year, and I think maybe you have to put in some insurances for that. Dylan Sees would certainly help in that regard. But Dylan Seas has two more years of control, and he's a perennial Cy Young contender. The Braves aren't coming close to getting him without giving up A.J. Smith-Shauver, Plus, again, I think it's another situation where it's probably either A.J. Smith-Shauver, Owen Murphy, J.R. Ritchie, and Nacho Alvarez and, you know, somebody else. It's probably going to take at least three of your top prospects to even come close to getting a Dylan Cease. So you're talking about, again, a guy with two years of control, one of the best pitchers in baseball. A, a package of Schuster, Grissom, and Dodd I don't think is enough. Maybe – AJ Smith Shaver, Nacho Alvarez, and Von Grissom, maybe that gets it done. I, I still don't know if that's enough. Again, you got to consider where the Braves farm system is right now, and it ranks as one of the worst in baseball. So giving up, you know, your third or fourth ranked prospect in the system, you know, that's not an equivalent of giving up a third or fourth ranked prospect in the raised system. It's just not. That's where the Braves farm system is right now. So again, Throwing out a couple of back rotation starters and Schuster and Dodd, as well as you know somebody in Grissom who has a good bat, I don't think that's going to be enough for a Dylan Cease. Um, Perry fifty seven says Grissom and AJ Smith Schauer for Cease. I think that's a little bit closer. I think you might have to throw in one more piece there, but I do think that's a lot closer. And Jared Vickery throws in Dylan Dodd into that deal, saying Dodd, Grissom and AJ Smith Schauer for Cease. I do think that's a little bit closer but probably still not quite enough to get Dylan Cease. But that may get it done. Again, I don't know what other teams want. It's hard to judge exactly how they value some of these prospects, but I do think whether it's for Cease or Bednar or Hayter, I don't think you get any of those guys without giving up one of your top pitching prospects. I just don't. And if Alex Anthopoulos can pull that off without giving up AJ Smith, Shaver, Owen Murphy, JR Ritchie, you know Cole Phillips, Spencer Swellenbach. If he gives up, if he can, uh, you know, work a trade for either of those guys without giving them up, then he he truly is the genius that we all think he is. Uh, so that would be truly incredible. All right, got a lot of other trades to get to as well for some relievers: Justin Lawrence, Jordan Hicks, and others. We'll discuss those here and next. Buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful, and it's not when you use game time, which is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They have great deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, so you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting excited for all the fun you're going to have, I've used game time twice this year already to go to a couple of Braves games. It was easy. I got them last minute, so I didn't have to worry much about it. I got the best price guarantee out there as well. And what that game time guarantee means is that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference. You get images of your seat before you buy, which is a feature I love and can't live without. Download the game time app, create an account and use code to locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code to locked on MLB for $20 off. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. The Braves will pick things back up on Tuesday night against the Arizona Diamondbacks at 7:20 p.m. Eastern. Catch every pitch of the Braves hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Braves. Going to be trade heavy talk this month. I said it, you know, last month when you were sending me in questions about trade deadline. I said let's wait till July, wait till after the All Star break. Well, we're here now. So just about every podcast from here on out, we're going to be talking about trades we'll probably take some more of your mock trades here as we get trade rumors we'll discuss that as well it is trade season as we are approaching the end of the month of july so we'll be discussing that on just about every podcast here the rest of the way as long as our normal stuff recapping games giving our stat of the day wednesday uh, through the league thursday mailbag friday miners monday as well as our taco tuesday segment we're doing today which features all of your mock trade. So let's continue with those mock trades. Next one coming from Josh Klein, who says Schuster for Hicks in a seller's market. The cards can likely do better even for a rental, but I'm guessing this is the best is willing to offer versus any of the younger upside arms. I would agree in the fact or in the sense that I wouldn't give up those top arms that I keep mentioning for Hicks, who is a, a rental player. His last year, at Arby's not making a ton of money. But that 13.2% walk rate is very scary, and you're I'm not going to give up one of my top pitching prospects for two months of a guy who has a walk rate over 10%, even though he has a K rate of 32.2%, which is great. That's what I want. But that walk rate is just brutal. And that can cost you a game, you know, in a big spot or in the postseason. He does have a 3.23 XCRA. The fastball averages over 100. His sweeper has a 57.4% whiff rate. He's got a lot of good things going for him. It's just every now and then he absolutely loses command of the strike zone and he can lose you a game with that. Walking the world, giving up a hard hit there or, or just even a bloop. And, and can lose you a game. So I think that price is fair, and I might be willing to do that, giving up a Schuster or a Dot. I hate to give up pitching depth, you know, even if it is back to the rotation pitching depth for a two-month rental. But I think that price is probably fair and, and might get that deal done. As, you know, John Klein says, there's probably a team out there that might be willing to give up a little bit, something a little bit better than that. But I think that price is fair, and I like the idea of Hicks if you get them at that price because he does have that dominant type of stuff you look for in a bullpen arm. It's just that 13% walk rate is hard to get past. Wendy says, Advert Alzale for Dylan Dodd. Alzale is 28-year-old right-hander under control for three more years through arbitration. 28.8% K rate, 3.9% walk rate, 2.39 XERA. Those are great. Those are numbers I'm looking for. Might be a little bit more expensive than that. Maybe Dodd and Grissom gets that done. But Alzale, again, young right handed reliever under control for many years with the Cubs, who again are probably hoping to compete pretty soon. So they'd probably have to be, you know, pretty blown away in a deal to give him up. But I love the metrics there. It's not quite the 30% K rate that I'm looking for, but almost 29%. And that walk rate at 4%. You know, would you rather rather have that? Or Jordan Hicks. You know, Hicks has 4% more strikeout rate, but 10% more on his walk rate. And their expected ERAs, you know, are about the same, or actually, Auslay's is about a run better. So I think in that situation, especially with the years of control, I'd rather go with Auslay in that scenario. It probably costs you a little bit more, or it will cost you a little bit more, but that may be the safer pick. And again, and you get somebody with control. I just don't know the availability of Alzolay from the Cubs. Cavs Buckeye says Jake Bird and Justin Lawrence for Grisham, Swellenbach, and Schuster. Bird is 27-year-old right-hander, still pre-arb eligible. 22% K rate, 8.1% walk rate, 4.13 xERA. Those numbers don't exactly jump out to me. I think the Braves have relievers that are just that good, if not better so I don't really see the need for Bird. Lawrence is a guy I've heard a lot of people mention. 28-year-old right-hander, he's also pre-arb eligible, so lots of years of control left. 25.6% K rate, 11.3% walk rate, 2.82 X ERA. Walk rate a little bit high, but that expected ERA, very solid. No idea what the Rockies will do. Nobody ever knows what they're going to do, but there's no urgency to move either of these guys who have lots of years of control left. And again, I don't really see the need for Bird. Lawrence, yes, I think could make some sense, even though that walk rate, just like with Hicks, kind of scares me a little bit. I just I just don't see the need for the Rockies to move either of these guys unless they're blown blown away. And look, that's a solid baggage. Grins, Grissom, Schwellenbach, and Schuster, you're getting Grissom, who I think is going to be a, a very solid big league bat. You get Schwellenbach, who has some upside. It's a potential mid-rotation starter. And Schuster, who I think you can plug into the back of your rotation right now. So, I mean, it's it's not a terrible package. I just don't know if it's enough right now to overwhelm the Rockies to give up two young bullpen arms who they could have for a long time to help them out there. So, again, I don't hate the package. I just don't necessarily know the motivation for the Rockies to move either of those guys. Walker Acuna for MVP on Twitter says, Rosario and some prospects to the Cubs for Bellinger. I've heard a lot of people here lately talking about you know swapping Rosario and Bellinger. Bellinger's a rental. He's making $17.5 million, so Braves have probably had to pay 7 or $8 million to acquire him, which makes sense if you're going to send Rosario back in the deal. That money kind of swaps a little bit. Braves would still uh, have to pay more in that situation as Rosario's only making $9 million this year the question here becomes if you like Bellinger and you want the Braves to trade for him is again I've seen a lot of you suggest that on Twitter is he better than Eddie Rosario and I think that's a, a question you have to ask and is he enough of an upgrade to give up Rosario who has some big hits for the Braves he's had some big moments I think he's a great in the clubhouse and prospects, because so you have to give up Rosario and a prospect here. Maybe not a big prospect, but you got to give up Rosario and a prospect. The Cubs don't even want Rosario. Uh, that would just be to swap money in that situation. You would Cubs would mainly be doing that to get a solid prospect back in return. But is is Cody Bellinger better than Eddie Rosario? And you look at the metrics. Sure, if you look at the standard line for Bellinger, it looks like he's having a great season. You look at the metrics for both of these guys, it's pretty much the same expected batting average, around 250. Rosario has a much higher expected slugging percentage and much better contact data. Bellinger ranks in the 12th percentile in average exit velocity and the 7th percentile in hard hit percentage. So we're not making a lot of hard contact with Bellinger, at least not consistently, the walk rates are sim- similar. Bellinger's is a little bit better, about 1% better. And Bellinger has cut down on his K rate nearly 10%. And that's really the big difference that you're seeing right now offensively between these two is that Rosario's K rate, back to really where it was last year, around 25%. And that's not where it's been in his career. It's been more around 15 17% and it's the exact opposite for Bellinger this year where his strikeout rate's normally in the mid-20s. He's now cut it down to about 17%. So that's really the only re- only place you're seeing a, a big difference between these two in, in that and that in the hard uh, contact where Rosario is better than Bellinger. The only real upgrade you're seeing in the expected stats and the metrics for Bellinger is the fact that he's cut down his strikeout rate. Walk rate's not really gone up too much. Hard hits aren't going up very much, but he has cut down on his K rate. So that's really the only difference between Bellinger and Rosario offensively when you're looking at the metrics. Again, you're just looking at the standard slash line and numbers. Bellinger probably looks a lot better, but you look into the metrics of it and Rosario probably overall is still the better hitter this year than Bellinger. But even if you say they're the same offensively, What gives Bellinger the edge is that he is better defensively. And look, a lot of this is coming as maybe a little bit of an overreaction from the White Sox game on Saturday where Rosario you know potentially cost the Braves a game because of his defense. Overall this year, I don't think it's been a big deal. There's been some games here or there where I thought maybe there was a ball Rosario should have got to that he didn't, and it has hurt the Braves. But overall, it's not something that I think has been a huge detriment out there in left field. Would I like somebody out there with a little bit more speed, somebody who gets better jumps and can, you know, also hit 250 and hit 15 to 20 home runs? Yeah. And could that be Bellinger? Yes. But again, is it worth is it worth giving up the prospects to give somebody who's maybe or is, you know, a, a slight upgrade defensively in left field and is a pretty similar hitter? it's just hard for me to see Alex Anthopoulos doing that. I think some of this is a little bit just overreaction from what happened on Saturday where, you know, maybe Rosario was dealing with a hamstring injury that was costing him some issues. And maybe some of it was just poor defensive placement. I said it on the podcast the other day, he should not have been playing that deep against, against uh, Ben and I mean, Ben and doesn't have a lot of power. I'm not going to go into that again, but I think some of it was also just defensive placement and knowing the limitations of Eddie Rosario out there and putting him in a place to succeed so uh, again I I get it with the Bellinger talk it's just I I don't see it happening I don't see it as enough of an upgrade to justify giving up Rosario who's had some big moments for your team and prospects for Bellinger who I think has overperformed based on his metrics so far this year and you'd really just be getting somebody who's better defensively do the Braves have that already in Sam Hilliard. You know, I think that's something you got to consider when you're you're thinking about trading for Cody Bellinger. But if you think I'm wrong, please let me know down in the comment section. Would love to continue that discussion. Um, final two here, both of them coming from Coach Panone's film supplier, says Alan Winans for Joe Kelly. Kelly's 35, right-handed, coming off injury, supposed to be coming back this week. He's making 9 million this year, has a $9.5 million club option for next year with a $1 million buyout. I think the price seems About right. White Sox probably getting, you know, a back of the rotation type of arm for a rental reliever, unless you're going to pick up that option. And maybe they do plan to, but I think that price is probably about right. Maybe you could do that for Dodd or Schuster as well. Again, depending on what the White Sox like. But I think giving up, you know, a back of the rotation type of arm who has years of control for a rental, essentially a rental reliever, I think that's that price is about what it should be, 30.8% K rate, 8.3% walk rate, 3.00 XERA. You know, that's about what I'm looking for in getting a dominant type of reliever. 47.2% whiff rate on his slider, and his fastball averages 99. So he has that big helium in the fastball. He's got the big whiff rate on that slider. Again, what you're looking for in a dominant setup type reliever. So I think Kelly makes sense. I think that's a deal the Braves you know could get done. It also says Cody Milligan and Jesse Franklin for Carlos Estevez. Estevez with the Angels. He's 30 right-handed under control for this year and next year at $6.5 million a year. So you get somebody with a little bit more of control. 28.2% K rate, 12.2% walk rate, and a 3.34, 3.43 XERA. Might take a little bit more than to give a couple of you know fourth outfielders for the Angels' closer in Carlos Estevez. I think that price is definitely going to be a little bit higher than that. It may take a, a Vaughn Grissom and a Dylan Dodd to get Carlos Estevez, and I think I'd almost rather have Joe Kelly than Carlos Estevez. The metrics on Estevez aren't great and show signs of perhaps some regression coming for him later on, especially with that high walk rate that he has. So I'd almost rather have Joe Kelly over Carlos Estevez and those two mock trade situations. So thank you so much for submitting those mock trade ideas or some I didn't get to. I apologize again. I'll probably do some more of these, some more of these throughout the month. So be thinking of some more mock trades. Let's continue discussion down in the comment section below on YouTube and on Twitter as well. But thank you so much for submitting those next. We'll turn our attention back to the field where would be the Braves and Diamondbacks on Tuesday night. We'll discuss that here and next. Hopefully we'll get some more injury news on Tuesday regarding Eddie Rosario and others. Max Fried is set to make another rehab start at Gwinnett this, um, this coming up Thursday as well. So that's good for him. The Braves selected the contract of Forrest Wall and placed Colby Allard on the 60-day injured list, backdated to July 17th. So. Finally getting to see Forrest Wall come up. He's had a big season at Gwinnett, a really fast runner as well. So um, good to see him get an opportunity. We'll see how much he actually gets to play, but could be a pinch runner, perhaps another defensive replacement in left field. If something is going to happen to Rosario, haven't heard the news on Rosario yet, but imagine maybe with them calling up Forrest Wall, that does mean that Rosario is unavailable at the moment. So some late-breaking news here as I'm recording this uh, Forrest Wall up. Colby Allard to the 60 day IL Uh, be the Braves and Diamondbacks game one on Tuesday night. Diamondbacks really good team. The fun series out in Arizona seemed like that series kind of sparked the Braves and the run that they went on in June and into July. It'll be Zach Davies versus Bryce Elder been a rough year for Zach Davies. So hopefully this is an opportunity for the Braves offense to get going. Once again, he's given up three earned or more in five of his last six starts and He's given up more than three runs in four of those last six starts. So, again, an opportunity here for this Braves offense to put up a big number for Bryce Elder, bouncing back from the roughest outing of the year that he had right before the All-Star break against the Rays. But, again, a great first half. Looking forward to seeing him get back out there and get back to doing what he does, working deep into games, giving his team a chance to win. This Diamondbacks offense has been struggling somewhat as of late, so hopefully it's a good matchup here. For Bryce Elder, control that stuff in the zone, get that weak contact on the ground, manipulate it with that sinker, that slider combination that he has, and hopefully he can get back to work and get the Braves in the win column and then get back to winning each and every series, which was a lot of fun when they did that there for a month and a half. The Braves and the Diamondbacks will get going on Tuesday at 7.20 p.m. Eastern. It'll be Zach Davies against all-star Bryce Elder. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Braves. That will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Again, thank you so much for submitting your mock trades. Thanks so much for making Locked On Braves your first listen of each and every day. If you're in every day, or let me know down in the comments section below. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves. You can follow me at Shortstop Ball. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Locked On Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacy Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network.